0: Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey, thanks everybody. It's uh, episode 31. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're joining us and welcome. So this week, uh, we're going to talk fishing. We're going to talk fishing in the Florida Panhandle. It's fall. The fall bite is on. And basically everything you could come to the Florida Panhandle and want to catch is on the table. You can even keep some snapper if you come during the right weekend. Uh, Trigger fish. Uh, they're catching tons of bonita, tons of Spanish. Pompano were showing up it's just everything man and what a time to get down there the weather's nice it's not going to be as rainy the only problem with the fall is it's windy it's been very windy down there and it's really hard to plan a trip and so you know we're talking full-time fishing guides here they kind of have to look ahead to the next day and sometimes it's you know supposed to be calm and it's not sometimes it's supposed to be rough and it's calm Uh, there's just no way to know I mean uh, you know we have to kind of use our own best judgment and kind of plan for comfort and plan for safety. And and that's what they do. But they've been able to get out and do some fishing. So, you know, we're not going to talk to Captain Justin this week. Our schedules couldn't line up. So we're not going to get a report out of Panama City. But I have a feeling that it's very similar to the reports that we get from Captain Brant Peacher over in Pensacola and from Captain Lionel James over in Destin. Because once you hear the conversations that that I have with both of them, there's so many similarities and it's because the fall bite in the Florida panhandle, there's, there's just some fundamental things that happen and those things are happening and they're going to talk to us about how we can utilize this knowledge to, to put more fish in the boat and have more success when we're out on the water. So up first, we're going to talk to Captain Brant. Captain Brant's been doing some fishing around Pensacola. He's been all over the place on the beach and the backwater and he gives us an awesome report. So let's hear from Captain Brant and hop right in. Came to Brant Petre out of Pensacola. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing well. Awesome, man. So, uh, how's the fishing down in Pensacola these days?
1: You know, it was actually pretty good until we we had, we've had a pretty windy last few days. The week's been windy, and yeah. So, you know, we haven't got to get out much, but um, the bite is pretty good right now.
0: Was it a north wind?
1: Right now, it's an east wind. Unfortunately, yeah
0: yeah I mean it what do you what do you typically see this kind of this time of year I mean is it typically a north wind or an east wind?
1: You could get a bunch of different stuff. it's kind of that transition between you know summer and getting cold and it's uh you know it could be. We could wake up tomorrow, and it'd be 40 degrees, and then the next day it'd be 80s yeah. <laughs> in the different wind directions, and you just have to kind of go with it, but not, that being said, I've caught some fish this week.
0: So, how were you fishing this week? Were you offshore or inshore?
1: Well, one day, I, I walked the beach, and uh, just to, just to do it, just to see what I could catch, and man, it was like hot and heavy action. There were schools of fish right in the surf, and it was all kind of stuff, jacks, reds. I was even catching bonita in the surf, which I have never done off the beach before, standing on the sand.
0: Yeah, I didn't know they would get that close
1: man it was it was pretty pretty cool lots of uh lots of action big blues lots of bonita i mean it was just uh y- you literally got a bite every cast just about with an artificial lure wow
0: were you were you out there early in the morning man believe
1: it or not i, I was but i didn't even see a fish until like 10 a.m really and that's when all the action started and then it just never stopped after that it was just constant action all day
0: man that's the perfect uh vacationers bite right there you know what i mean like 10 a.m you can sleep in just walk out to the beach and then boom man it,
1: it was it was good and and there was just as many fish is you could catch in, in the surf, and they were feeding on these little schools of bait fish, and yeah. it was just—it was just a blitz, a feeding frenzy.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I saw uh, on social media um, some imagery of that exact scenario of, of just fit. I mean, bait fish just—I mean, like washing up on the beach kind of deal, because they were just yeah. getting blasted, you know
1: yeah man and, and it's a blast like it, i was the only person out there fishing them too which is weird there was not another soul out there and you could literally catch something every single cast from the beach it was wild
0: yeah that is wild and, and yeah i mean i talk about fly fishing a lot because that's what i like but but that sounds like a perfect scenario to throw a fly rod you know off. The oh beach. yeah
1: that yeah, would have been epic with a fly rod yeah
0: so um Near shore, or, or, or beach fishing at least, it sounds like the bait's really piled up there, so that's going to bring in all kinds of activity. Um, oh
1: yeah, man, lots of, it, it was Spanish blues, jacks, redfish, and bonita.
0: So basically everything you'd expect to see in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Correct. What, have you been able to fish offshore any, or near shore, any of the wrecks?
1: No, it's been too rough to get out of the pass, man. It's just been, it's been four, at least four to five foot every day. So we have, we've done no offshore fishing. We've done some bay fishing. Yeah. Uh, two different times. There's uh, a bunch of redfish moving in uh, still around the pass. I mean, the, it is just everybody that is going to structure around Pensacola Bay is catching slot reds right now.
0: Yeah. So is yeah. that is that typical of this time of year for your area, or is it, it can be? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know, you know, back right after Sally, I mean, one of the first conversations we had about how's the fishery, how are things kind of rebounding after this hurricane? That was kind of the same, the same take. You know, fine structure. It has not stopped. Yeah. it
1: is not stopped, Yeah, and, and you um, know,
0: and back then I thought, okay, well, everything's a little bit disheveled, so it, it would make sense yeah. that they would kind of hang tight to something, you know. Um, but they're still doing it, so it maybe they just like it this time of year, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, and and it, I've seen them do it this time of year before, and that also there's a lot there's flounder moving in, and so everybody that's gigging flounder walking the beach right now are having a lot of success and so that's uh that's something that you can do when you don't have to have a boat you can just get you a light and a flounder gig and walk the beach at night you're going to get a lot of crabs this time of year and flounder as well and uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of flounder move in so that's something else that you can do if you're vacationing down to the coast
0: yeah so you're saying get a flounder gig and just go for a walk at night and, and exactly. shine a light. do they get that close in the surf or have you got a walk there
1: right up in the wash. Wow. Yeah, they, they do. Mm-hmm.
0: So I hear, you know, in other areas of the panhandle, these flounder are moving from, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're moving from inshore to offshore. Yeah, correct. Okay. So, you know, in the passes, um, you know, they kind of stack up and sort of hold mm-hmm. there until they do that. Um, is that, is that already happened in your part of the world in Pensacola or is, is it just sort of, there's, I mean, obviously they're Gulf side too, you know? So. Yeah. This,
1: this is just the time of year they do it. So it's going to continue on for the next month or so. Okay. And yeah, we'll, we'll have a decent flounder run through like December and, uh, it's, uh, it, but right now, man, they're, they're really thick on the beach.
0: Yeah. That's, that, that's a great tip, man. Cause I would have not, you know, in my mind. Um, and maybe a lot of other people's, but in my mind, you know, gigging Flounder or even fishing for Flounder doesn't happen Gulfside. I mean, you know, to, to I've gigged for them before, but it's been in really, like on a shallow flat or something way back, you know, not, yeah, not yeah. Uh, on the beach.
1: Yeah, and if you go early morning right at daylight, throw the tide pools with like a soft plastic, you can catch them with a rod and reel just casting off the beach early morning right now. Really? In a yeah. tide pool, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's really weird (laughs) that is that is weird
0: Uh, and i mean yeah that's crazy so i mean are they is this part of their fall is it migrate i mean what do they do they're not migrating this is a
1: pattern it happens every fall and uh it's just a pattern and i'm not exactly sure where they're coming from but that's uh this it, it does happen they migrate to the pass and to the beaches and uh it's it's pretty good this time of
2: year
0: yeah it sounds like, and I've always heard, you know, this time of year is good for flounder. It's just the the off the beach part is throwing me off because I've always pegged them in a different spot. You know, I would, would have never yeah. even looked for them there. You know, I'm
1: actually the next north wind night. I'm going to go on the beach.
0: Really? Yeah. And gig them or just. Uh, I'm going to gig them. Yeah, I'm
1: going to gig them. Yeah, but I'm not gonna gig many. I'm gonna go make a video, and I might gig one, but I'm just if 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 I, if I see a big one. But I'm just really more so going to film them. Yeah, which I think it would be cool just to show <clears throat> show them in the surf like that. Yeah,
0: I mean that's a unique fish, man, in, in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the flounder are just weird, you know. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. like their eyes and their, their their whole deal is like on one side, you know. <laughs> like it's just, they're just a strange fish, man. So okay. yeah, okay. catching them in their environment would be interesting anyway,
1: you know. Exactly.
0: So, what have you got coming up? I mean, what's your what's your plan? Um, I know you mentioned maybe an early November trip down south. Have you got any kind of travels coming up, or? or anything? Man, I haven't really.
1: Uh, yeah, I probably will go, but I haven't really planned it yet. Um, we'll just have to play it by ear. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of fishing local right now. Uh, yesterday, I went to the Upper Bays to Blackwater Bay in uh, Milton kind of in milked between milton and pensacola okay and uh did pretty well man there's fish starting to move up to the bays right now And this is the time of year they start to cruise up there the redfish and the trout and uh we probably caught you know a dozen trout and then half a dozen redfish so it was a pretty eventful morning
0: yeah it sounds like it were you able to
1: sight fish them or or just blind casting artificial lures, and it, they're not a lot of big fish yet. Just small to medium, but they're uh, the later it gets, and the uh, you know the colder it gets, the more the bigger the fish are going to get up there. So
0: yeah, so I, I'm curious your take on this, or, or maybe you understand more the science behind it than I do. But why do those redfish and trout move into the backwaters in the winter? I mean, it's almost like you have some that move inland, and you have some that move off.
1: Right, correct. So there's a lot of bait that moves up there during the winter. Now, why the bait moves up there, I don't know. But um, a lot of mullet move up there, and, and you can go in any of the little bayous, and they'll just be flooded with finger mullet and stuff. And yeah. so and I'm assuming that they're following the bait fish.
0: Yeah, I wonder, you know, your natural thought, or my natural thought process, is that it's based on a, a water temperature thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I, and I don't know... And I, I guess I should, because I've heard it my whole life, but I don't know if fresh water gets warmer faster or if salt water gets warmer faster, but there's a difference, and I think that dictates some of why things are moving in one direction or the other.
1: yeah, so so that that is uh, you know, there's some truth to that, and I don't really know the science behind that, but I do know that that bait fish are extremely scarce that this in the winter in Pensacola Bay and so for example you could go throw the cast net a hundred times in the grass flats or in the bayous and stuff bait fish is just they're non-existent but yet if I go to Blackwater in the winter and throw the bait net I'm going to load up with mullet and menhaden and stuff really yeah And so you would have to think to a part of it is them following a food source.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then, you know, you get into this whole, and again, I've, you know, I've said it many times, but I'm not an offshore guy. I'm an inshore guy and, and sight fishing, flats fishing, that's kind of what I, my thing. So, you know, you got all this science behind the idea of, you know, darker bottom warms up faster, shallower water warms up faster on these sunny days. So there's temperature related reasons why any of this stuff would would move. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. But I'm I think sure. you're right. It had. I mean, maybe it's not the redfish and the trout that are so sensitive to it, but their food source is, and so they Correct. go. They go where the food goes. You know.
1: I, I think that's more it. The smaller fish are probably temperature sensitive. And so they move up there, and the trout and redfish follow. That's my kind of my theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. You're, you're right. mm-hmm.
0: And yep. you're, you're right. I mean, in other areas, you know, the bait bait is super scarce in inshore shore in the bay system in the winter, and it all I guess it all goes offshore or it moves way back into these bayous and stuff that
1: yeah. you know you just have to kind of find. Yeah, it is. It's weird because, like, like I said, man, you can go up the rivers and catch even I've even caught pinfish and stuff in the winters up there, and you can't catch pinfish in the grass flats or anywhere in the bay in the winter yeah. in Pensacola. So it's yeah. like they—you're probably right about that temperature stuff.
0: Yeah, I bet that's the science behind some of it. I bet you, if it may not be the sole reason, but I bet you it is a reason. Sure. So sure. I, I, I would buy that. <laughs> you know, I, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely um, man. Absolutely. So, listen,
0: Brant, this is uh, uh, our, I don't know how to what, what to even call it. It's our uh, show before our final show of, okay. of the first season. Um, so, you know, next week's going to be a little bit different. We're going to try to get into some, um, you know, we're going to do a report. I mean, we want to know what's going on. But we're going to also, uh, I'd like to also talk about this whole year in sure. all of its glory, right, 2020. And, <laughs> and yeah. not, not all the crap we could talk about, but the from a fishing standpoint. So sure. next week I want to get into, you know, some of the highlights for you guys, some of the weird stuff that happened and, you know, your favorite moments or whatever. I don't know, we'll, we'll figure something out offline. Absolutely, but, um, absolutely. I think we've all, I know that some of the stories and some of the things that all of you guys have shared with me, um, there's some good ones in there that are unique. You know what I mean? Like some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. And oh, so, yeah. I think it'd be a cool time to talk about that. So this being the, I don't know, uh, uh, show before the last show, let's say, um, let's kind of look ahead a little bit and and get into, and we'll do this next week maybe too, but I just don't know what next week's going to look like yet. You know what I mean? As far as the timing of it all with with how much time we have to talk. But um, so near term, how are you going to fish? It sounds like off the beach and, and this structure is probably where you would go in the next Yeah, week.
1: So, so, so here's what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a lot of upper bay fishing for trout and redfish, just like I just said, because they're moving up there. And I love going up there; it's just a super peaceful area, and you get a lot of action. And you got a chance, always have a chance of catching a big striped bass up there, which I like. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a lot of that. I'm gonna uh, I'm actually gonna fish a little fishing tournament on Saturday. It's a redfish tournament. I'm gonna fish it with a buddy of mine, and so we're probably gonna target the structure in Pensacola Bay and see if we can catch uh, catch pull a couple good ones off the structure in Pensacola Bay and then uh, so that's those are the two things I'm gonna focus on if it's north wind I'm going straight to the beach and I'm gonna catch Pompano and then hopefully see some more blitzes in the surf where I can uh, do some fishing and then uh, other than that the only other thing I have on my agenda is I'm really wanting to go do a peacock bass trip in the next over the next month so that will probably be my uh, my trip that I take down there is to target peacock bass and like clown I fished and so that's what that is that's going to be the next month for me
0: (laughs) okay so there you go that kind of lines out you know for the next couple weeks anyway if you're going to go down to Pensacola and 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 you want to catch something that kind of dials it in for you Mm -hmm. how and and, you know we'll get into this a little bit more next week just just because we're on the topic how how is the winter fishing in Pensacola and what I mean is like let's say we get in like into November like say Thanksgiving to New Year's what what does that look like or, or I mean do you just kind of stay home because the weather redfish
1: or... red redfish redfish man so that time of year the big bull reds move into the bay and you're going to see schools of just hundreds of big giant you know 25 to 30 plus pound bull reds and they eat everything that hits the water and they'll you'll see tons of boat they out there every day tons of boats chasing them around the bay you look for the birds diving and that's kind of the thing that we do that time of year now um the water is going to also start really clearing up that time of year, and so uh, there's actually even though uh, there's not a lot of bait fish around and stuff, it's pretty good sight fishing the beach that time of year. So if you, if you get a super calm day, I like to ride out to the beach and do some sight fishing for some big redfish on the beach as well. Yeah, and you can sometimes sight fish some pompano down the beach that time of year.
0: Okay, so it's so the winter time in Pensacola. It revolves around the redfish bite, it sounds like. 100%. So.
1: And you will believe it or not, as a charter boat guide, November is one of my biggest monetary months. As a, when I was guiding, I would run sometimes 40 trips in november wow. and it it was because these people were coming down to catch these big bull reds because they're just i mean a big bull red is so much fun to catch especially on like a top water plug in oh, giant yeah. schools and so we would run two trips a day for these big bull reds in november and we kind of just made it like famous in here in pensacola
0: yeah well, that makes sense. And I, you know, I, I'm going to ask everybody a similar question. So I'm curious, you know, if that's going to be the case in every fishery that, that we, you know, Panama city destined, or if there's going to be some other things kind of at play. Cause you know, for me, um, when the weather is not comfortable, you know, if I got to get up early and sure. it's cold, I'm not interested and that's ridiculous, but I'm, I'm not
1: either anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm from the South. I like it hot. I'm just not interested in getting cold for the sake of, of chasing these fish. So best case for me is going to be like a midday thing one hundred
1: 100 with you man I, it's, but, the, but the, the beauty about these redfish in pensacola bay is they are actually more of a 10 o'clock to two o'clock uh fish so we usually that's when we have our best best run of the the bull reds in november
0: well there you go and is it is it structure oriented i mean bridges and everything or are they literally just cruising and
1: they are chasing menhaden schools and and they're gonna go wherever these schools of menhaden are and so you're just gonna ride around and you're going to look for the birds diving and follow the birds
0: yep and it sounds like based on what you've mentioned earlier that you know checking out some of these bayous and backwaters would probably pay off for you in that hunt
1: absolutely absolutely yep 100 percent And, uh, and so that's what I'll, I will be doing in November and December around this area is, is just, you know, if I want to get out and mess around with the bull reds, but I'll be doing a lot of backwater fishing just because I I really like the striped bass fishing and, uh, and I can also catch redfish and trout while I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you, does your YouTube channel take a break during the winter or anything or are you all year long?
1: Man, I can't take a break with it. You literally have to stay extremely consistent with that thing. So I'm always going to be trying to find something to do with that YouTube channel. Yep,
0: and you know the good news, and I, I kind of thought that, but the good news is uh, you've you've explored South Florida just enough. To, uh-huh. to, I mean, winters, dude. I don't know if you've been down there in the winter, but it is the, I mean, it's the best time to be down there. I, I can't, the fishing doesn't change dramatically necessarily, but it's just temperature wise. It is just, I mean, it's like the perfect spring day
1: for three months.
0: You know, yeah, like it's crazy.
1: There's no doubt, man. And I'll usually take like a, I'll probably end up take, I'll probably take a four-day trip in December and a four-day trip in January, just because it's it, it, here, it's just not great. But down there, I can make some stuff happen. So. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it's just, if nothing else, just everything, you know, we talked about birds and all this other stuff that happened. I mean, there's a lot of things that are um, video worthy outside of the fish, you know, that, that you 100%,
1: do. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So
0: speaking of your YouTube, tell us where to find you and uh, on YouTube and uh, and how they can how they can. Follow yeah, you can you
1: can, uh, you can hit, hit me up at Angler Up with Brant on YouTube and uh, I post everything that I talk about in these episodes. You'll see uh, in video format on that channel.
0: That's awesome. And and what a nice uh, what a nice link to have you kind of verbally tell us a little bit of background and, and kind of what you're what you're doing. And then we get to watch it you know, sure. on video. So that's that's a cool uh, that's a cool idea, cool concept. Uh, it's interesting how they kind of work together that way. You know, you kind of get yeah, the behind-the-scenes conversation, and then you get to watch the video that we talk about. So it's interesting. That's right. Um, that's right. Well, oh, cool, man. Well, thank you, Brent. And, uh, you know, be thinking of, of uh, 2020 landmarks, you know, things that have weird stuff that have if you fell off the boat or something. I don't know. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Well, thank you, Brent. We'll talk again next week.
1: All right,
0: man. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for that update, Captain Brant. It sounds like things are crazy wide open, uh, off the beach in Pensacola. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it in, uh, in our conversation, but I saw some YouTube stuff and, and some social media stuff of all that bait fish that you're talking about. And it is crazy how much bait is on the beach in that area and not just Pensacola, all of the Florida panhandle. It's all this way. It's this bait is flooding in and these fish are right on them. And, uh, and it just it creates these these blitzes, these feeding frenzies that um, that fishermen dream about. And so, uh, what a time of the year to find that sort of thing. And uh, and I'm glad you found it. So so good on you. And look, check out Captain Brandt's YouTube uh, page because it's tons of stuff. And and like he said, I mean, a lot of what he talks about on the podcast is reflected in video form. So you can hear him give us a little bit of the behind the scenes. And then we get to watch it and, and kind of see the trip in, in, uh, in video format. So it's an awesome combination. And, uh, and, and I'm glad Brant's doing that because it really adds an element that, uh, uh, frankly, we just can't, re- we can't replicate on a podcast because all you got to, you know, you're just listening to, to my voice and, uh, you know, in, in his voice and we tell a story and we have a conversation, but it's not the same as watching it happen. So you get to do both. And, and how perfect is that? So, uh, so thanks a ton, Brant. Thanks for your input uh, on this fall fishing over in Pensacola. Up next, we're going to talk to Captain Lionel James over in Destin, Florida. And uh, Captain Lionel, you know, he, he tells us it's been super windy uh, in the morning. The afternoons, it kind of settles down. So that makes for an interesting format to sort of work through as you're trying to run charters. And uh, we're going to talk to Captain Lionel about what he's been doing. And I also... Uh, kind of throwback to last week's show, but he mentioned last week that he was going to go out and find this big school of redfish he'd been hearing about, capture some video, and capture some really cool stuff, um, you know, to to put on his YouTube page. And so I want to find out if he did it because I, I never heard anything else about it. And, and I'm really curious to see if he was able to get in those redfish and get the shots that he was talking about last week. So let's hop right in and uh, talk, to, talk to Lionel James over in Destin, Florida. Captain Lionel James from Destin, Florida. How you doing, man? Not too bad. What's happening, man? Not much. How's the How's the fishing? Has it been a little breezy down there?
2: Uh, yeah, to say the least. You know, what's um these last seven days have been like? Uh, just October, I guess, is the best word to say it. You know. Yep. Uh, it' been it's been like really windy in the morning, and then it would it would just calm down in the afternoon, which Essentially, I've had to move all my trips from the morning to the afternoon um, just to be able to get out and try to enjoy, enjoy ourselves. However, I mean, when getting out, it's not so hot anymore. Yeah. So comfortable, and, and the fishing's really good, you know?
0: Yeah. So are you are you finding them? Have you been doing more inshore-type stuff since, since it's been <laughs> kind of nasty?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you go anyway, huh?
2: Yeah, you know, when I go inshore fishing, I go for, for myself and myself only. Uh, it is very rare where I'll do an inshore trip um, unless we have to. But um, the other day we had a six-hour trip and we went offshore for a little bit and then we ended up coming back. Um, it was actually a really good trip. Um, it was rough. You know, it was actually Saturday when Snapper were open Saturday okay. or Sunday. Yeah. We were able to get... To some of these public numbers that are really on the on the east side and um i mean they might be a mile or two off the beach and we were able to pull out a a group of three so i we were able to pull out six keeper snappers uh using live shrimp because there was no way i was going to catch any bait or um for them that that morning during during with the circumstances and, and situation we had yeah uh, and I tell everybody, man, like, you might catch a lot of little fish, but you're going to catch some big fish with live shrimp as well.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're getting into the time of year when, when bait's going to be harder to come by. So that's right. That's something good to, to kind of put in the back of your mind. If, if you know, if you like to go drop live baits like that, don't, you know. I, I would personally, I've never dropped uh, a shrimp in in that scenario, but I've seen well, you do it a bunch. And so it does. I do it all the time. Yeah
2: to eat shrimp the other reason my boat stays cleaner i yeah. don't cut no bait <laughs> All right.
0: hey man i can i can yeah. respect that because uh as yeah. often as you do have to clean the boat that begins to matter
2: yeah <laughs> so you know we end up catching our limited snapper of red snappers we caught a couple of nice trigger fish as well and um and we caught a bunch of mangroves that day too so by the time i mean by the time we had our limit limits probably nine ten o'clock and I mean, it just got too rough and too to the point where it was just uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah. So we ended up coming back in and we caught several redfish right off the bridge. Luckily, it was perfect timing because the outgoing tide started around ten thirty, eleven o'clock.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so we were able to finish our trip, I guess, technically with some inshore stuff. But catching you know, four or five, six redfish. Yeah. And on it a day. What a,
0: what a full day, man.
2: It was a good day. Yeah. It was a good day.
0: That sounds um, awesome, and, and, and a bunch of good meals are going to come out of that day.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially it was, um, you know, what I I like, it, it, you get a chance to do a lot of firsts for a lot of your clients throughout the year or mm-hmm. anybody that uh, yep. takes any. And so on this day, it was his first time catching a keeper red snapper, first time catching a keeper, uh, a big redfish and a big triggerfish for his wife, too. So it was really good, and, and the biggest part was that you know, dude was a big supporter of my channel. The young man just was all about fishing and and everything. So it was really uh, another eye opener to the actual what audience is watching my channel.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. How how far and wide things can get because of the internet. Yeah. Oh,
2: and th- they're very very supportive of the fishing report that we're doing right now. I mean, yeah. You- but faithfully you know what I mean so yeah. it's kind of getting it's 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 kind of getting to the point where it's a little surreal because you know we started this nine months ago and you know I think about probably once every other week I get an inquiry about hey I heard you on the fishing report oh you know, really like, absolutely man it's, oh it's that's been cool pretty, yeah
0: yeah you know I, I look at the the analytical side of things on the on the back end of the the numbers that that we get and honestly i barely know how to read them but i i think i know what they mean and uh right. anyway we're so there's in in 10 different countries every week i mean it's like canada australia um some people in south america uh crazy and i'm like i don't know anyone over there it's just right. the internet's a a big crazy place you know i guess right. i mean I, it's wild I so yeah. So to the international listeners, that awesome, man. Maybe you guys will visit one day, you know, and that that'd be cool.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we finished the day with some redfish and we got to weigh in some red snappers and some mango snappers and um the kid, yo, dope kid Keegan. If you're listening, what up though? <laughs> um he uh you know, with the with the rodeo you get to the kids get a free fishing rod and, and uh it's just a really really dope experience that's right you know?
0: it's, a, it's a you told us a a, a couple of weeks ago it's a daily there's like a daily thing
2: yeah you know, he was fish. on political for a while and, okay uh, for
0: for what redfish
2: uh, i want to say mangrove snapper Okay. The, yeah that's
0: awesome man oh. that sounds like an awesome day though cuz that's you it know was you, good. you cover all good. the reef stuff you get some good good food to take home you can cook up and you kind yeah. of get to experience a lot of different aspects. Cause I mean, how often would, would someone visit the the panhandle or anywhere on the Gulf side of Florida and not get to keep a red snapper? You know what I mean? It, there's like just right. a little, or a trigger fish. There's just right. a little window you can actually keep them. So, you Absolutely. know, yeah, Absolutely. that's, that's perfect timing. And sounds like a, a an awesome, an awesome day. What For are sure. you, what are you seeing? Uh, out, so it's everything I've been hearing from, from the rest of the area is that bait's all over the beach, and things are just wide open. But it's been kind of nasty. It's been really yeah, nasty we've some of these have
2: been days. able to, you know, the water over on my side is still dirty. That's all craziness, you know. So I haven't had a chance to run up and down the beach yet to even see, like, what's going on. But the parts of the beach that I have been to is still really, really dirty. As far as bait and greenies, they're all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's that time of year. I guess that, you know. Yeah. You the, know the water being dirty doesn't really slow them down much, I suppose. There's harder right. harder for us to find, but the process is still going.
2: To find them, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: But you know, they're they're gonna disappear here shortly too, so and then you go into what happens is as soon as we get this co- first cold front, we'll get into our flounder stuff and that first you know, push of flounder will come through and you know, the sheep's head will start to come back and Yeah. Uh, all
0: all the kind of cold weather.
2: Right, right.
0: So you so. mentioned to us last week that you were going to go out and and you had heard about a school of redfish and we're going to try to find them and, and get some topwater shots or or just get some footage. How did that go?
2: It failed. Really? Which which port? I and Like they were uh, So that was a th- that was a Thursday, right? Yep. Like I said, man, I ain't got nothing to do. On it. I'm going to take off, and I'm going to go exactly what these fishermen said, and I'm going to post there for like three hours, and I did. And not one of them popped up, right? Uh-uh. So I end up going back um, to the to the Destin Bridge, and we had we started getting. I was like the beginning of the incoming tide, so it was pushing a lot of fresh water in, and there were greenies everywhere. So I end up casting in two live wool full of greenies, and I was like, man, the only thing that I brought that day was my camera and my fly rod. Yeah. So, like I said, it's been getting like fairly flat in the afternoon. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I should do this or not, but I need to go home. But I need to make another YouTube episode. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So I got I, I got the live full of greenies. I go to this wreck that's really fairly close and I start chumming away, man. And I had a blast by myself catching AJ's and Bonita's on my fly rod, And I play play with a couple of sharks on the fly rod. And what what essentially was going to turn into a bad day turned into a pretty spectacular day playing with some uh, some reef fish on my fly rod
0: man that sounds awesome that that's how you turn it around
2: right there man yeah it's gonna be a really really how would i say this really authentic episode like you can't get you know what i
0: mean yeah well you posted you posted a clip right and, and you yeah, sent me I mean, a that, clip that was the same clip i think
2: that was the same day right and i had so much trouble finding fish and then having a good time. And then my camera, it was still kind of rocky. My camera, like it's, it's going to be pretty authentic because my camera kept messing up, you know? So like, and I know a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this, this, this one, you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I, you know, to be honest, I've never had that kind of recovery. You know, it's like, I would go out <laughs> looking for the school of redfish and be like, Oh, I didn't find them. Well, I, I'll figure out something else. And then it never goes right. like that. That's a, that's right. a 180, man.
2: It is, man. But if you get some bait and you got, you can fill that live full of bait. You can bring anything to the top, man. And there was just AJs and um, any of those, any of those fish that that you could hook on a fly rod on a reef is going. Oh wait, drag locked all the way down. You know, and yeah, if you could hook anything on there, it's gonna be a blast. And I think moving forward next year. I didn't do a lot of fly fishing trips this year because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Right. But I thought it was going to be enjoyable for – and you can't always do that kind of day, but, you know, you can chum up a lot of red snappers and, you know, chase bonitas on your fly rod around. Yeah. Worst scenario there's bluefish and ladyfish all over the beach. And, you know, you can make a pretty good day, of, especially for the guys coming down from Montana and to do just like, you know, in that northwest and midwest region. Yeah. So I think I'm a- – a lot of that next year um, because man i had a blast and you'll see it in, the, in the video
0: well it's one of those things man that and this is just my opinion on it um anything you can do that and offer that sort of would separate you from any other fishing guy in the area is not a is a good thing you know what i mean that's right. that's a positive and then you know if you get a guy like me i like fly fishing and i like conventional stuff too you know i mean almost equally at this point so to have that fly rod option, you know, have, have the rod rig ready to roll. And if the opportunity presents itself, it's like, Hey, grab that fly rod, man. Let's try this. Right. Like, they're coming up. Right. good, You know, I would love that. I would get the, it would be like two trips in one. You know what I mean? Like not all the technical, you know, shallow water fly rod stuff.
2: Right. And or or like,
0: just the deep rack stuff. It, it'd be a neat combination. It'd be fun.
2: The technical stuff is what I still enjoy to do. And I don't want to, I don't want to take that enjoyment away from me right now. You know? Yeah. That's, in short trips because i still love to do that um so
0: in your but, free time that's what you're doing
2: yeah that's what i'm doing that's what i'm doing that's awesome um, man
0: isn't it funny all you guys uh that that we talk to i mean you, you do this stuff professionally but then on your days off you're you're fishing you know what <laughs> i mean it's like it's so funny to me yo, it just we're
2: still kids that heart man like and that's the thing about fishing like i don't care who you are or how tough you are you know that bobber goes down, or that tuck, that line pulls. You know, you're just that same old kid when you caught your first fish. So
0: that's it, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. It's uh, it's you know? funny how that works, though. You know, it, it's like if you if it if you get the bug, you got it. You know what you I mean? Like that's it. Doesn't matter if it's a if it's a paid trip or not. You know what I mean? It's, right. Yeah. You
2: got it. So and that's what for me is what it's about, right there. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. so so I wanted to get into something else too. Um, All right, this is the uh, and I, I talked to Brant earlier and uh, and this is the um, the episode the next to last episode. I okay. struggled. I couldn't think of what to call it with him either. I guess I still hadn't thought about it. Semi final. There you go. Yeah. So next week will be our our final episode for the 2020 uh, year season All one. Right. right? So. Season- yeah. So what I'm, what I was asking him, um, a couple things, but one thing, and, and I want to, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, but I want you to be thinking about it is I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the highlights of the year. You know, you had some crazy stuff happen. So think about some yeah. of that crazy stuff we've talked about. Cause this is, believe it or not, our 31st episode. So nah, 31, dude, we've been putting them out for 31 weeks.
2: That's consistency. If I ever heard it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we skipped a few here and there for different things that came up, but at the end, you know, all said and done, it's a 31st episode. So, yeah. um, there's a lot of things we talked about. So I want you guys to, to think about it and, and kind of, we'll just kind of reflect back on some crazy stuff that happened and talk a little bit about okay. that, but then, okay. and then also I want to, and I'm going to get into this now, but for the next, for the coming couple weeks and, and even maybe into the winter, um, do you, I know you've said you kind of take off, but are you, are you fishing around there? I mean, what are, what's the bite like in the wintertime? And we'll get more in depth in that next week. Yeah, when... we'll
2: definitely talk about that. I'm, I'm going to be traveling. Like I'm going down to Bradenton, Florida next week. Okay. I'll, I'll be going to Louisiana sometime next month. Uh, I'm going to the Bahamas in December um I, i'm gonna be all over the place just just fly fishing as much as i possibly can yeah man and that, I, that sounds a hey,
0: you got yeah. it made
2: lionel dude that's uh, uh for march 1st for 31 weeks i work my butt off so yeah this is my sport, you know
0: yeah that's awesome so that's are you um, gonna be you gonna be collecting youtube footage or are you just vacationing yeah, kind of traveling
2: tough, tough for youtube and then and, and all that stuff too but taking road trips and then just giving my point of view and putting my own videos out there, uh, just, you know, I, I don't want to drive a boat. I want to be pushed around for a little bit, and that's it, you know? Hey,
0: that's awesome, man, and, and you'll get some good footage through that, too. So that's, I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> So what's the what's the fishing like in Destin? What are in the wintertime, what do people typically fish for? Because I know you that's know, that's because we're covering me, so much ground that's I kind of want to yeah. just dabble in it now and then we'll we'll talk about it some more next week.
2: So once we get this first cold front, um and we get some consistent cold weather, those bull reds are gonna come they're gonna go to two places. They're gonna go into the east side of the bay by the rivers, because that's where the bait's gonna go. Right. Or they're gonna go on the beach. So this is where you can catch a lot of big time fish off the beach because with that your flounder are going to move out into these near shore reefs and they're also going to move to the edge of the beach where you can sight fish these flounders right there where the water meets the uh the sand yeah. and uh, that bait you can see them typically you're going to still <clears throat> a lot of bluefish will be around and then there's kind of like a second wave of pompano will come through they won't be as thick as the spring but you'll be able to catch pompano consistently through the winter time yeah um and then a black drum they move into the harbor areas in these warmer water areas so you know the fishing in the wintertime is almost at best when it's too cold to go fishing but it, it's good because then our flounder flounder bite is is pretty amazing yeah you know what's
0: funny about uh about 90 percent of what you said is exactly what brant told us for, for <laughs> pensacola and, and, and he was telling us that they've been seeing flounder up in the surf like that already. And he, and he was yeah. going to go gig them at some point in the next week or two. And uh, I've never heard of that. And then you said mm. the same thing. I mean, it's almost identically the same, yeah. the what same happens, outlook.
2: You know, we might know what we're talking about. You know hey, maybe, uh,
0: maybe, uh, maybe you, you
2: know, do. <laughs> a lot of people get to the surf and they get these big nine, 10 foot rides and it has this place and they wanna cast as far as you possibly think you can cast with a rod. And um, the fact of the matter is most of our fish are where the bait is at. Yep. Sand fleas are on that break where the water meets the sand. Yep. And if you're ever on the beach and you got your toes in the water and you see these little penfish and these little other whitings and all that stuff, right there where the water meets the sand. Yep. Well so your your predator fish are not gonna to be too far behind those. You know so the problem is, is is some people overcast and they think you have got to cast a 50 yards off the beach and you really, the reality is you don't.
0: No. No and in in fact in, in the beaches in the panhandle anyway um right. there's two troughs. I mean if if right. you if you can hit one of either one of those troughs you're in a much better position than than not anywhere cool. else, you know. Cool. And and the first oh. one's not that far out at all. I mean Right. You probably waded through it to get
2: to. Last year, I did a YouTube video on fly fishing for pompano in the wintertime, and I'm literally, you know, knee deep in water, watching these fish go by. So, you know, if you're watching, like, check that one out because um, it's a lot of fish to be caught. Yeah. Just don't over overcast, and the other thing is the water gets like incredibly clear, so you definitely have to lighten up too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Brant mentioned that too and that makes sense. It always it, it just seems to be a trend in the winter that
2: where we went on a three-way phone call with Brant before this like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's
0: so weird, man, but it's it's some of the same stuff. He said the same thing. Water's yeah. going to get super clear. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know what? I mean, Pensacola, Destin, Panama City, I mean, there, oh, there's 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 differences, but but the baseline is the same. I mean, these fundamental yeah. things that we're talking about, they happen every year. This is how they happen. This is what goes on. And it's the same. And you know, what's absolutely. crazy in, in Florida, in, in the panhandle is you guys actually do have a winter time. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, not, you're not, it's not snow on the ground and, but it's cold some nights and,
2: absolutely, you know, you get absolutely.
0: a little further South and, and it's, it's, it's more stable. It's not, it does it never really gets cold. And, uh, you know, it just, so, so wheat, so the fishing might be good. Like you said, it's the, it might be the the best time to fish is when it's the coldest. Well, I ain't getting out there. I not mean, like I'm,
1: far I,
0: far. I, I'm a warm weather guy, man. It ain't yeah. happening. I don't care how good it is. I'm too old for that. You know,
1: like,
0: <laughs> I'm just not, but so, you know, but you get a little further. So I think it's overlooked because of, you know, pe- there aren't as many people visiting because you can't swim. You can't really do the beach thing. And cause it's cold and you, you just there's a lot less pressure so i mean it maybe it's worth a, a cold morning to get out there I, i'm sure you'd be almost alone you know
2: yeah well you know the thing about the wintertime that's great is that you can wait till 10 o'clock to for it to warm
0: up yeah yeah that's the that's and honestly you're better off to wait for it to, to absolutely you know. and so uh yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, you got any new videos you put out? Uh, I know you kind of sent the teaser. You no, know,
2: I wish. I'm working on one right now, man, but between trying to fish and this competition and trying to, you know, find time to just sit in front of the computer for a couple hours because, you know, um, I haven't had a chance yet. So hopefully one comes out this Sunday. If not, it'll be next Sunday.
0: Well, cool, man. We're, I know we're all looking forward to it. Tell us how to find you on YouTube and tell us how to book you for a trip.
2: Yo, yo, check me out on YouTube at Lionel James Fishing. You know, if you're trying to go catch a fish or two, whether you want to do it for the YouTube channel or come just come with me, line sale ventures is the way to go.
0: And also, I'll just remind everybody, check out the store. It's through your your website, right? Um, yeah. Because you're tell us about the the donation this month.
2: Right, so we're, we're about one week left. and We've had a lot of purchases, and we're doing, uh, I think we're about almost 100 bottles of, well anyways, if you come to the site and you buy a shirt, $10 of every shirt buys two bottles of laundry detergent to go to the women's shelter house uh, at the end of the month.
0: That's awesome, dude. And, you know, we're getting into time. We've had a year where people have hard times, and this is a year yeah. that's going to help you find it, you know? Absolutely. And we're getting into winter. People, people's needs tend to go up a little bit as we get into cold weather and all that stuff. So that's a good time for that, man. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So, cool. Thank you, Lionel. We'll talk next week and be thinking about your, your personal <laughs> highlight reel of 2020 because that's kind of what I want to get into.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I got you covered. Awesome.
0: All right, dude. We'll talk next week. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for that update, Captain Lionel. And, man, wow. So I, you know, I'm being honest when I say this, I, I can go out and I can search for schools of redfish and have this ultimate goal of capturing footage or capturing a, you know, bring them up top, get a top water bite, whatever I can conjure up in my brain. I can have this, uh, this day planned out. Right. The problem is for me is when that day doesn't come to fruition um, to be able to pivot and still make a, a crazy good day out of it. Well, that's exactly what captain Lionel did. I mean, he didn't find the redfish, but he goes out and, and chums up uh, a bunch of amberjacket, a bunch of reef fish, and catches them on a fly rod. And look, I, I saw, it's on his social media page, so if you don't follow him, check him out on Facebook and Instagram. But he sent me um, some imagery, uh, a video of uh, <clears throat> of him fighting one of these fish that he caught. He had to run in with some sharks, too. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't think he mentioned that. So anyway, makes for a crazy good video, tons of excitement, and... Uh, and does it get any better, man? Chumming up amberjacks and catching them on a fly rod. I mean, uh, not to me. Uh, that's just such a novelty, cool thing to do. Um, I personally have never done it. I've never even tried it. So that's on my list of things that I got to get into. But uh, but for now, you know, we'll just have to kind of live it through Captain Lionel. I mean, the dude's obviously got it figured out, man. You go chase a school of redfish, and then you can't find them. So you, you pivot and you go offshore with a bunch of chum and a bunch of bait fish and and there you are. And now you're bringing up amberjack and you're creating a sight fishing experience. What an insane thing, but it's possible. And that's what's so beautiful about what we do. You know, we get out on the ocean and we uncover all these things and, um, there's no right or wrong. It, It just works. You know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but it's awesome when it, when it comes together like that. So Good on you, Captain Lionel, that's, uh, that's, that's great information. And it sounds like, I mean, I can't believe it, you would think we all talked and put all this together beforehand. Uh, I mean, we're not that good. I'm just going to be honest, we, we just get on here and run our mouth. So the fall foundational bite that happens, the things that happen, what the fish do, where they go, all that stuff is lining up to be very similar. So I know, you know, we're not going to hear from Captain Justin this week, so we can't confirm that it's happening in Panama City. But that's where I fish out of most of the time. So I can tell you, that's it's about the same thing. There's going to be not a tremendous difference in the reports from Brant and uh, Lionel and the what we would get out of Panama City, you know. And, and look, if I'm being completely transparent, part of the reason why we're going to have seasons on this podcast is because, we're, we're quickly getting into a point where, you know, for three or four months out of the year, the conversation is almost identical with every area. And it, and it's frankly not entertaining. I mean, once you kind of dial it in early on, it stays that way until we transition out of winter and into spring. And, you know, we talk about it a little bit, but people just aren't as excited to go to the beach, you know, not in North Florida, we still get winters up there. And so, uh, you know, people just aren't as happy to get out and, and get it done. So, there's just not as much momentum, you know, people are out hunting. So um, we're going to take, you know, this is our next to last episode and uh, it's episode 31. Uh, I mentioned that earlier and I cannot believe how many episodes we've put out. And I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're liking it. If you are, please subscribe to it and and hit the subscribe button. And I'm asking you to do that for a couple of reasons. One of them is we're going to do some things between the end of the first season and the beginning of the second season. I'm not 100% sure what that is, but I'm not just going to disappear for four months, right? We're going to do something. And I I don't know, but you want to be able to to get that when it comes out. So subscribing, we'll put a new episode. uh, We'll go ahead and load it and get it in there for you. The second thing is when the new episodes come out, when season two begins, um, that way you don't miss anything. Because, man, as soon as our brains transition from hunting season into spring and summer and we start thinking about fishing, you're not going to want to miss any of that stuff. You're, you're probably, if you're like me, you're probably going to be kind of waiting on it. You know what I mean? You're going to be sort of looking for it, especially when it's still cold out. But you have just enough warm days to sort of give you a glimmer of hope that things are turning around. You all know what I'm talking about. And when that time comes, you're not going to want to miss anything. So subscribe to us so that you don't miss the podcast when it comes out and you can get these updates okay so do that do that for us tell a friend about us and uh and i look i i hope you're getting something out of this we sure are you know and and it's it's if nothing else we're sharing information amongst each other and and that's that's what makes this whole thing tick is is the 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 sharing of information and uh you know, the, the, the ability to sort of connect the dots with these guys that are on the water all, all the time like this. And, you know, it's been uh, very beneficial to me. I hope it's been beneficial to you. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about things. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week. In fact, I'll even say you really don't want to miss next week's episode. And I say that because it's, we're going to cover a lot of ground. It's going to be kind of a season finale. It's going to be something that you really want to be tuned in for.